श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री श्री गौर आरमाधव की जाए गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेम सो गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन मिसिंग यू डोंट प्ले द हारमोनियम Can you just pick up the melody? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, if you can, we can practice. Yes, sir. Okay, good. good. It's so wonderful having you here. Well, it's nice to have you here, too. <laughs> so, any questions tonight? question that a friend of mine had about um, Krishna being everywhere in everything and even in between each atom. So could you talk about that a little bit? I mean, that doesn't mean Krishna personally is there in between in every atom and in between every atom. Mm-hmm. Does that refer just to his energy? Well, Um, it's uh, explained by Jeeva Goswami in his Sandarvas that Krishna's form is all-pervasive. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna refers to the amsa of himself that we know as Mahavishnu, ekamsa inastitotagat, that the whole world is but a spark of, of a spark of himself but, uh, uh, contained within himself something like that so uh, to help explain is the world inside of Mahavishnu you would say yes right because it's just to try to talk about it it said it comes from him hmm It's uh, it's said that um, the life of Brahma, which is is a very long number, is given to impress upon us that he lived a long, long life. That the biggest, that the high, most pious person in the world's lifespan, long lifespan, is considered a sign of. Piety. Everyone wants to live long, so if you're a good boy or a good girl, then Santa Claus will give you a long life. <laughs> God will give you a long life. So to live long, this is uh, considered to be desirable. So we have a person whose life is so long that the number is so large that it's just like, well, it's practically forever. Hmm? But in in the Bhagavatam. It is said, and, and Vishwana Chakravarti makes the point, metaphorically, hmm, that the that the lifespan of Brahma is but a, a a second to the life of Mahavishnu, and therefore it's compared to his exhaling breath. Hmm? So, this is to give you. You see, there are 
points that underlie all of these explanations that we need to glean from them. So this is an important one. It seems simple, but these simple points need to be underscored. Hmm? Brahma's got a long life, and he's have to have attained that position of Brahma. One has to be very pious, but in comparison to eternity, the life of God, it's it's a fraction. It's I mean, it's it's just his outgoing breath. Hmm? way to express it. So the difference in the worlds, if you will, many worlds of of perception, even, world of, worlds of the mind, we all kind of live in the world of our own mind, we perceive things somewhat uh, differently, sometimes in very, very different ways. But um, all of this world, if you will, the jagat, is th- is described as being contained within him because with his outward breath for a moment of his life it comes out and a moment it comes back something like a dream which is only lasts for a moment hmm? oh I dreamt that huh? okay um, wake up go back to sleep something like that so this is such as the whole world which is so full of importance to us value and uh, and so on so as we try to the Bhagavad is trying to give some comparison. It's not very important, all the things that are important to us. And a long life is is nothing. It's as short as any life in comparison to eternity. And so all of this, the ekapad vibhuti, vibhuti means like the powers. So ekapad vibhuti, it refers to what not a fraction of I, I want to say a quantitative but a qualitative fraction certain powers of the Lord I forget what they are 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 manifest hmm? in the in the jagat ekapad and then uh, the tripad vibhuti his domain personal realm is the three quarters so there's, there's more wonder, hmm? power, and uh, possibility there. So, another way of describing it. But the one is inside of the three, right? Hmm? So, uh, all that's in the material worlds, but a spark of the splendor of, Krishna says, ekamsa, my, my amsa, my partial manifestation. Who's the Mahavishnu? So if the world okay, is contained within Mahavishnu, then what's contained within Krishna? All the Vishnus, all the Vishnu avatars, right? Narayan. Hmm? Narayan has many manifestations, different faces of himself in the Baikuntas. And with regard to the world and his desire to express Compassion, the Mahavishnu is the primal avatar, the first descent and the manifestation of the material world. And then through him, Narayan avatars or descends in so many different forms uh, uh, to teach these these types of things is the idea. And so all of these forms are inside of Krishna. And we see 
This is way, one of the ways in which we determine that Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan, the fountainhead of all avatars. We see in him, hmm, um, in the different leelas, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leela we see, he shows himself as Vamana, he shows himself as Nasringa, he shows himself as um, Ram to Hanuman, Murari, and so on and so forth. Uh, and of course we find certain aesthetic possibilities within Krishna that we don't find in other avatars, even up to Narayan himself, and they verily, verily are, the Lord and his different avatars, embodiments of spiritual emotion, just like we are, basically an emotional reality. We are much more our mind slash emotions than we are something physical, which if the physical is not connected to the mind, there's no experience, right? Hmm? Or it's, 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 it's limited. So, so the, the, it's, it's funny how they, there's the effort to reduce everything to the physical. And really, we are mental and emotional uh, uh, beings. And this is the, the teaching that we down to that, of course, when the physical body dies, the mental, emotional, subtle, body remains and and we get we're surrounded by another combination of material elements in due course which constitutes the next body and unless our mental emotional condition changes we're no longer attached to material sense objects if we're only in touch with them for the service of krishna then we need a, we need a body that corresponds with that hmm? you understand means we need a spiritual body. So material nature lets go. The antakarna, the subtle body and mind, you know, has become spiritualized and a spiritual body is forthcoming. So this, this mental emotional reality is where everything takes place, hmm? materially and, and, and spiritually, so to speak. Spiritually, it's a spiritualized antakarna, if you, if you will. Hmm? So we say Krishna has an antakarna and it, of chitta, buddhi, manas, and hunkar, and its its uh, uh, four of his intimate friends are <laughs> way of uh, talking about um, his being a coward boy. His, uh, uh, so um, <clears throat> materially speaking, this antakarna or subtle subtle body is where everything is is taking place. The atma. Is, is energizing it, making it possible for that subtle body to, to be what it is and be quasi-subjective um, and experience qualitative, well, experiences, hot, cold, happy, sad, and everything. Um, we may say, well, where's the self in all of this? The self is in the mind, in, in a sense. It's, it's, it's touched the subtle, uh, energized, we, we should kind of say, like a, like a magnet, at a distance, contacts the magnetic flakes and whoosh, makes them move. If it's negative, it makes them move towards it. If they're positive, if it's positive, it makes it move the other way without touching them. Hmm. Uh, just some example to help us appreciate. Somehow, consciousness has the power to move matter without touching it. Hmm. Um, and and in 
and it it is full of spiritual emotional potential potential to love hmm? and so when it energizes or contacts and turns on the subtle matter then all these emotional capacities that are the potential of the self and we have to analyze anything in terms of its potential to understand it comprehensively I gave the example the other day from Nyaya if you have the stick the branch it has the potential to be a potter's wheel and wheel or stick that you know that he moves the wheel with her right and then the pot it makes clay pots and there's wow it's it's a it's very different than just a branch on a tree but that's what it is hmm? uh, it has that potential so so that we have a potential that that exists that hasn't been realized some people say well if you go to the spiritual world it's supposed to be everything's eternal but then it is a a new beginning. You're a new person there. How can something happen? And, you know, because it's happening in another sense. It's a, happening in a potential. It's a potential that you have. Hmm? Now, all potentials may not be may not be realized. Some people may enter into Brahman, hmm? and it's over <laughs> by by the wrong association some scars and practices and so on and so forth. But for good association, then our potential can be realized, but it's it's there. And it's a dynamic potential. It's not a static potential. It's all worked out ahead of time or something like that. It's a dynamic potential. So at any rate, um, um, The physical world is in the mental world. The mental world is is kind of turned on by the Atma. The Atma is coming from the Paramatma. The Paramatma is coming from from Narayan, Krishna. And all these different manifestations of divinity, they are emotional beings. Hmm? They're really defined by understood by or correspond with the emotional state of different devotees. Hmm? So, the love of God, as we often say, in God, they correspond. Hmm? You can say that by, that by bhakti, we you know, meditate on a certain form of the Lord and attain it. And it means that we attain a corresponding emotional uh, form. So as much as the devotee's emotional, spiritual reality corresponds with the form of the Godhead, so all we can say all these forms of the Godhead are emotional beings, so where, where the emotional um, reality and potential, say, to love or to taste rasa, exceeds that of another form, as Krishna's potential does exceed that of Narayan and all his avatars, the Purusha avatars and the Leela avatars and the Guna avatars, the Shaktivesha avatars, and so on and so forth. This is, of course, Rupa Goswami's argument. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's more full. He's the full. And so, Dasya is also there in him. 
right? Shanta is also there in him. Hmm? Krishna also manifests in relation to um, Vaidhi Bhakti in Dwaraka, for example, hmm? and in the form of Ram, and in the form of Narasimha, Narayan, and so on and so forth as well. So Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam, this is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So every, all the forms of God that are, as I'm explaining it, all different emotional, spiritual realities, objects of love and tasters of love, they're all within Krishna. So everything is within Krishna. Right? So the whole world is inside of Krishna. In the, in the Gita, Krishna says, of course, he's speaking about Narayan, but it extends, as I'm explaining it, to include himself when he says, Jagadavyaktamurtina. Jagadavyaktamurtina. The world is, is my murti. Jagat, murti. The, the world, it's, avyakta means unmanifest. You can't see it. Hmm? quite like that, but the teaching is the whole world is inside of me. So sometimes I've said before, reality is a person. You have this um, idea that came up a few decades back, I think his name was Lovejoy, who the Gaia, I think must have been a biologist, came up with the Gaia principle or concept that the world is, a, is as a whole is an organism. Hmm? It's an interesting concept. So we're like a cell mm-hmm, in the geo, whatever Gaia. Hmm? It's a it's a it's a different perspective because we're looking at everything as if we are the center, and he's saying the Earth is the center, and we're all Earthlings. <laughs> And so we're like cells in the organic environment. And um, you can see why it has like a very kind of quasi-spiritual type of perspective. So then you had a lot of Buddhists embracing this idea, um, deep deep ecology, and and we are the world, the world is us, and, and cutting off this separation between... Uh, humanity and the world and the problems that arise from that because you don't do to your body hmm, what you might do to somebody else's hmm, right if it's yourself well you're going to take care of it so if we see the world that's part of me or I'm part of it hmm, so this, this is was was the idea so this this idea we're extending this idea by saying that the world, not just the earth, but the world, the whole jagat, all of the, all of the stars and all the space in between, and all the planets and so forth, it's a person. Hmm? I said in a recent um, post that I had moved my bed at Audaria. Some of you have been there. I have this little, like, um, what would you call it? Oh. Alcove, yeah, in bedroom that has windows on three sides. So I moved my bed in there. There's enough room to walk in and got in the bed, and so so I can see the 
it's the, they're big windows, so I see the stars at night and the moon and, and so forth, and a lot of nice clear nights, um, summer and early in the fall and so forth now. So I would lie down and, and, and look uh, recently. You know, you look at the night, you look at the stars, it's vast, and there's kind of an awe-inspiring um, um, result of that. Where does it go? Where does it end? Where do I fit in? These kind of thoughts will come to people when they look at a powerful manifestation of the world, like the sky, right? And the stars, and and so forth. And so a kind of a moment of Aishvarya, hmm? the world, a manifestation of the God, and it's just a spark of a splendor, and where does it end? It has no end, practically. And, and, and then looking at it, and with those types of thoughts, and then all resolves in me that, hmm, as I was thinking of it, that, hmm, that this, there's the space, it's dark and mysterious, it's lit to some extent so that we can see it by the stars. Hmm. If there weren't the stars, you couldn't see the sky. I mean, you just look at you'd see the darkness, but you couldn't distinguish it for in any way. The stars make the night sky beautiful. Hmm. So, Radha makes takes the mystery out of Krishna. Not, not entirely take the mystery out, but displays him. You see, he's dark and mysterious, and he's everywhere. The whole world is inside of him. The world is him. Hmm? The world is a person, and it's Krishna. But we can't see it. We're like a little cell in there, right? We can't make the, the connection. But what gives us the capacity to see that and put that together, that is bhakti, that is Radha, that is the stars, the light. Hmm? She sheds, sheds light on the mystery that is Krishna. And then we find our place in the world. So the Aishvarya now turns to Madhurya. I can take rest. All the questions are answered. Hmm. Where are we going? What it's all about? Where does it take us? And so forth. It takes us to the Leela. So you see, as we progress in spiritual life, the whole world, the whole natural world becomes an Udipana, a stimulus for rasa. And the internal, as we think of it, reality of Leela with its different details and so forth. And she has this many bangles on this arm and this many stars on her dress and so forth. We start to see them in a, these details in a non-literal way. We see them as poetic devices employed by those who are tasting Bhakti Rasa for the purpose of sharing and expressing the bhakti rasa or, or 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 the bhava in a language, poetry, for example, music that is best suitable um, for it, and it's not that the leela doesn't have any details and so on and so forth, but but they can change. Hmm? It's dynamic, the leela. Hmm? And um, as I said, you know, there's a book of life and there's a page in it for you, and you've got to write your story on there and so forth. Hmm? Within certain parameters, that are the Siddhanta, 
and so on. Hmm? But as we develop like this, then this inside and outside, they, it, 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 it kind of goes away. Hmm? And there is a universality to our deity who sounds very local and provincial. Hmm? Krishna, right? He's small, he's in one place. But the teaching is, is everything is inside of him, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> and so as we go within, then we look without, and the without is also the within and the whole hmm, Vishvam Purnam Sukhayate. Vishvana Chakrati says, the whole world is an abode of joy. And Mahaprabhu saw the ocean as the Jamuna, the sand dune as Govardhan, and, and, and the whole world speaking to him um, like this. Hmm? Well, where is Vrindavan? Mormon Vrindavan. Hmm? This is Radharani says in Chaitanya Charitam. Mormon My mind is Vrindavan. You come and stay there, reside there. Hmm? Trying to bring Jagannath, Krishna, and Rathayatra back to Vrindavan. Hmm? Um, I see you here, but. Uh, I want you in Vrindavan, and it's 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 in my mind. It's it's just the whole idea. It's a consciousness. We call it Krishna consciousness, right? Hmm? So to turn the whole, whole world into the spiritual world, um, you know, we think we have to get everybody else to chant. Did you get a transcendental book? That fellow said today. <laughs> like I said, the postman said, uh, "Yeah, I, I know." I don't even think you understood what that fellow was nicely saying, but. Um, Work on yourself is good. <laughs> it's a good approach to that. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the more you're living in that world, then so yeah, is the answer to your question. <laughs> the whole world is inside of Krishna. Krishna is in. He's not even between. He's in everything. He says it in the Gita. What is the verse in the ninth chapter? He says, "Chintubeda um, Beda is there." Matsdani. I'm inside anyway. I'm inside everything. Everything's inside of me. I'm outside of everything at the same time. Hmm? But I'm not in it. I mean, everything's in me, but I'm outside of it. And I forget the verse, but anyway, there you find it in the early part of the ninth chapter. He's explaining. His achintashakti, his his inconceivable potencies. He's one and different from everything. We want to. We tend to stress the difference for the sake of bhava and so forth. Hmm? But yeah, everything's inside of him. Nothing's outside of him. Vishnu means all pervasive. Hmm? So that said, now you know to try to talk to that about that to somebody, then you've got to invoke you know different. You kind of got to make it like. You got to speak the language of the people. Hmm? So he's in every heart. He's about the size of a thumb, you know, in everybody's thumb, I guess, you know, an ant's thumb. The ants don't have thumbs, but anyway. For, for, but 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 the statement is for humans because humans have thumbs, and humans can begin to conceptualize Vishnu. So the idea that Vishnu stands the size of a thumb in the heart is for the conceptualization of humans who have the capacity to 
engage in bhakti and meet their their maker and bridge the the gap between themselves and uh, and, and and their source. Hmm? So is he really the size of the thumb? Baladibhidibhushan says in Govinda Bhasha, that's for conceptualizing. So you have to these things are beyond conceptualization, but to, but we try to talk about it in the way that it that it's conceptualized and then then the mind can focus on it, otherwise it's too abstract. And then when you focus on it you realize hmm, not some abstract thing, but something very specific and and, 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 it, and Krishna, yeah, he's everywhere. Hmm? He's everywhere. There's uh, Sridhar Marsh was asked once when he was young by one of his relatives who tried to, at the request perhaps of his his his, his mother, to kind of temper his religious fever. Hmm? It's good to be religious, but let's not get carried away. Hmm? And so the, uh, the the relative reasoned with him that you're interested in God. It's a good thing, no doubt. And all the scriptures talk about that, and it's very good. And we're Brahmins, and so it's appropriate. But at the same time, he's very far away. God is at a great distance, and we're right here now. And so we have to have a little more concern for the here and the now. And uh, uh, so Sri him, answered to him in his youth, he said, my idea is, not that he's far away. What did he say? But there's nowhere that he's not. Is there anywhere that he's not? Hmm? As Prahlad saw it, right, in his youth. Is there anywhere that he's not? Is he here? Is he this Karnikasipu is trying to like figure it out. Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? I don't see him. And Prahlad's like, we don't get it. <laughs> We are him. He's a God's, God's the, the reality is a person, and it's Krishna, and we're part of that. You don't get it. And he's just a kid. What can he say? How can he? How can he articulate it? Hmm? Ranikasipu can't get it. He wants to break it down to something real tangible. Well, is he in this stone pillar? Yeah. I mean, where is he not? And and he comes out. Hmm? The idea that he came out of the stone pillar is in the Bhagavatam is making a point. He's everywhere. Bahir Nasringho Hridaya Nasringho. He's outside Bahir and Hridaya. He's inside. And as much as he's inside your heart in a feeling sense, hmm? as much as you'll see him everywhere. Isn't it What's in your heart, that's what you'll see. If you've got lust in your heart, you're going to see the guys or the gals all in a particular way. Hmm? If you've got money in your heart, you're going to be seeing everybody in terms of, the Vaisha sees everybody in terms of some money. Hmm? Right? Hmm? So what's in the heart, that's in the mind, and then you're going to see. So. So when you have feeling for Vishnu, for Krishna in the heart, then, like Prahlad, you can see him everywhere. Hmm? What does the Brahma Samhita say? Premanjana Charita Bhakti Bhilochanena Sandasare Bhardeshu Vilokayanti Yam Shama Sundaram Achintya Guna Swarupam 
Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami. Prem Anjana. When the Anjana, when the ointment of Prem, Prem Anjana Charita, Bhakti Milochanena, is ointment of the salve of love hmm, for Krishna, is put on the eye. Then Prem Anjana Charita Bhakti Milochana Sanda Sadeva Hridayeshu Bilokayanti. Yam Shamasundar. Then you see Shamsundar in your heart, who has Achintaguna Swarupam. His Swarup is Achintaguna. It has inconceivable qualities. Hmm? And as you see him in your heart, hmm, then you're going to see him everywhere. Hmm? We bring the deity, you can't see him in your heart. The Guru brings the deity outside, says, He's right here. Okay, bow down when you're in front of him. Here he is. Hmm? And we should do that, of course. And he is there. Hmm? But as we go deep in there, we see the universality of our deity. Hmm? And so, there's a tipping point where the whole world becomes, as I said, in a deepena for, for the giving rise to the feelings of love hmm? for Krishna. Hmm? So he's everywhere, um, and the other leelas are there to demonstrate that. The Damodar leela in particular is, is there to demonstrate that. And the Damodar leela, then Mother Yasoda tries to tie up Krishna but uh, with the ribbon of her hair, but it's two inches too short. So the ladies whose houses he's been going to and stealing milk and butter and who have been complaining about him with great fun and relish to Yashoda, who's in total denial of it, hmm? um, now gets the experience of his naughtiness in her own home, having him seeing him break the butter pot, distribute to the monkeys. So she wants to tie him up, but the rope's too short, and ladies are looking over the wall and having themselves a real uh, 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 party. And so they're throwing rope over the raw. Yeah, here, adds her some more. She keeps tying it together, tying it together. And no matter how much she ties it together, it's two inches too short. And he's not getting any fatter. Hmm? And this is what the Leela says. So what is the Leela saying philosophically? It's saying the whole world is inside of Krishna. And you can catch that idea and get it if you make some effort, that's one inch, and you get the mercy of Krishna. That's the other inch. Two inches too short. Mother Yashoda made the effort. Hmm? She was afraid that Krishna would run away because she had become upset with him. Now she was more afraid and even angry with her own upsetness because it might cause Krishna to to run away from home, so we better tie him up, was their intention, although it looked more diabolical. <laughs> and Krishna reacted like that. My mother tied me up. Just see. Um, when Nanda Maharaj came and saw, what's going on here? And the trees fell, the Arjuna trees, so forth. Oh, Mother Yasoda was devastated by all this. Hmm. But she made the effort. Hmm? In, in, in bhakti there must be some effort and mercy. Mercy, 
you would have the opportunity, and then when we make the effort to take advantage of that, then more mercy comes. And then it's possible to capture Krishna, to tie him up with a ribbon in your hair only, hmm? which isn't even strong, like a rope. Hmm? And it's short, but it's enough to, to completely bind him. Hmm? Dhamodara, right? Dhamodara means rope around the stomach. Hmm? So he's he's tied and captured by Mother Yashoda's love. Hmm? Therefore, when she looks in his mouth out of concern, because Balaram, it's not just anybody, but Balaram has reported that he's eaten dirt. Hmm? Could be a problem. He denies it. She looks inside, and what does she see inside? The whole world. <laughs> she sees the whole world. And inside the world, she sees Vrindavan. She sees herself looking in his mouth and goes on. Indeed, this is this. This is what the Leelas, um, you know, part of it, what they're saying to us philosophically. Hmm? That if we understand properly, then these Leelas become as as special as they are. That when we then we get to start stand on the ground on which that perception that that experience is afforded. Hmm? It's on that kind of ground that there's nowhere that he's not, hmm? and I act accordingly. You follow? Like I said before, we were doing kirtan once. It was here in North Carolina at a Hindu man's house, and uh, and afterwards we gave some talk, and he had questions were asked, and he said, Swami, I'm thinking that the spiritual life, because a lot of these Hindu men you can find during the kirtan, the women will sing, but the men will just sit there. They're going to just think, meditate. It's a little unbecoming to get, like, real, you know, emotional here. So he made the comment, I think he said that the spiritual life should be the private thing. Hmm? And the implication was that this kirtan is like a little public effect. The neighbors might even hear it and so forth. And mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, of course, Mahaprabhu, because he was out in the public, right? I mean, it's Samson Kirtan. So I said to him, I think, actually the spiritual life is such that there's no difference between the private life and the public life. That is the spiritual life. Hmm? Right? So, so there's nowhere that he's not. And when we, as we see that, then we act accordingly. And then everything we see becomes a reminder of him and a stimulus for that it causes the feelings to, to rise, to surge in the heart and so forth. Hmm. And therefore, there's no, there's no concern for liberation. What's that? Liberation? From what? Go where? <laughs> Sometimes the Mayavites like to say, you're already realized. The self is pure. There's no realization. We can make an argument. Go where? There's only Krishna, and we're serving him. And it's a reality is a person. We know now. We know what part we are, and we're functioning accordingly. There's no liberation. Is it what from what? To do nothing? I have something to do. <laughs> I'm a part of a of a of a whole reality. 
that's greater than all its parts at the same time. So, so no need to go anywhere. No need, this birth and death idea just evaporates. Reality is a person. <laughs> it's beautiful. So yes, everything inside of Krishna, not even Vishnu. Sometimes in a, in a kind of primary school, we say, well, it's by his energy, he's all pervasive. He's over here. Because if we start to say he's all pervasive, then the beginners kind of lose lose it a little bit. And so both things are there. The more you understand that the reality is the person, then then you live in the Leela of Krishna. Mahaprabhu was living in the Leela of Krishna. Right here, the whole world is seen in that way. Everything's alive. As I said before, the grass spoke to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The trees spoke to him about the philosophy. They're part of the ground, if you will. The grass is the ground. The grass is saying, it's humble up here or down here. And the ground of reality is humble. The ground of illusion, that is is, is full of pride. and From pride you can fall. From humility you can't fall. <laughs> and humility is central to bhakti. From pride you can fall. There's no there's no room for pride and in, in self pride in bhakti. We're servants. So there's there's no there's no falling from bhakti. You're on the ground. Real ground. This is footing on the real ground. Hmm? That's why this Gyan Margit, you know, from our perspective, it's it's a, it's a some pride is there. Right? Hmm? Distinguishing myself from matter, hmm? identifying myself wholly with Brahman, as the my my bodies do, very un, unbecoming, not good. Om Narayana. Mahaprabhu said, Krishna Matir Astu. When he met the Mayavadi, he said, Om Narayan, Om Narayan. You know, he would say, Krishna Matir Astu. May you be blessed by Krishna. May Krishna bless you. May Krishna bless you. It was his mantra to them. Because they would say, Oh, Om Narayan. The other guy would say, Om Narayan. Okay. Uh, Mahaprabhu would say, May Krishna bless you. May Krishna bless you. May you get Krishna's blessing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a beautiful um, idea. Mm-hmm. Nothing separate from, from him. I mean, we, you know, we talk about it. He has the separated energy. Uh, but then, you know, I, I was talking with another devotee today about money. Mm-hmm. It's a very con- kind of contentious thing, but. Um, we were, uh, I, I mentioned it the other day, I don't know if some of you there, but I said it before, we were sitting with Sridhar Marshans, Randy was giving a talk, and it was an important kind of section of the talk, and everyone was wrapped in attention, and one of the moth residents came up and interrupted him and whispered something in his ear, and he stopped the talk and lifted up this cushion like this and pulled out a purse. 
took out some rupees and they talked more and gave back to him. And then he came back to the talk and he saw that the audience was a little like startled, like, uh, you know, the talk was interrupted right then with a bummer. He said, I think I owe you an explanation. He said, this is the, this is, this is the, the uh, domain of Radharani. Hmm? So this gets priority if money needs to come in or money needs to go out. Hmm? We keep a close watch on that. Hmm? If money's going out or money's coming in, hmm? we want to know about that. It sounds very materialistic, doesn't it? Some people think, I don't want to have anything to do with money, I want to be spiritual, you know. But there he was, ready to interrupt the whole talk because a rupee needed to go out over here. Hmm? Or a rupee's coming in, okay, better than here. This is the service of Radharani. Money is, is he was seeing money as Radharani, hmm? as the Shakti. Hmm? If you see it like that, if, if, if you can be very concerned about it hmm? and uh, collect it. You know, the Maya bodies were typically go push away money like this with their hands out, pushing away. And Prabhupada said, but I go like this. <laughs> and he opened his arms to embrace it. Bring it on in, you know. Like, so it's very contentious because the, uh, potentially because the, the Sarup Shakti, Maya Shakti, these are two ends of the spectrum, right? Hmm? Well, the, the, the Shakti Tattva. And sometimes even in the Sundarvas they're described something like, like electrical energy that can heat or it can cool. Hmm? So wrong understanding of money huge prop is a big problem, right? That's why we say you should give it up. You should tithe. You should give it up, give it to the mission, and, uh, and, and, and so forth. This, this idea, hmm? it's, it's, it's misunderstood, and then you know, they just want money, and then it becomes a point of contention and alienation and so forth. Uh, but um, it's it belongs to Krishna. It, it, you know, if, if it's used in this way, then it it, it it has the power, so to speak, of the sarup shakti. It will enlighten you hmm? if you bring it to its uh, master, so to speak, and, and engage it in his in his service. Hmm? It will have a profound effect. You'll you'll be you'll be much wealthier for that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and Pujapad told us a story once that uh, that he, he and some sannyasis were collecting money from the public mm-hmm. and giving it to Kunja Baba, who was the manager of the whole of Gaudiya Math. Mm-hmm. And then they figured out that that he was sending some of the money home to his relatives who weren't members of the moth. And so they were concerned. So they appointed Sridhar Marsh to go and talk to Guru Marsh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur, and you know, register their complaint. Hey, we're out here collecting, but there's a hole in the bucket. Because <laughs> we give it to this guy, and some of it goes back out. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur, he wasn't blind to what was going on. And so he said, you, you are all sannyasis. You have no concern with how it's being spent. Your concern is only to collect it. 
Hmm? And he said, you should know that I will throw money in the Ganges if it will spread Krishna consciousness. So he knew that Kunjababa was sneaking out some money, but he figured, I need this person to manage. And so we've got to keep the wheels going here. Hmm? It's not, you know, this is something, a work in progress here. I'm dealing with people at <laughs> different stages and so forth and so on. So, hmm? he had Bhakunta Vritti. Hmm? He was prepared to serve meat, another example, to British people if they would come and and hear the hear the talks and, and so forth. So, he was... Uh, he's, so, and people give their money, and then they go in there with it, and they want to follow it. How's it being used? And when when she, when Prabhupada was leaving the world, he asked one of his requests was that I want to see to it that from the Bhakti Vedanta Trust, um, um, money will be allocated to finish Sridhar Marsh's temple in in uh, Navadvip. And so after Prabhupada passed, then uh, that. Uh, somebody was uh, uh, one of Prabhupada's disciples was in charge of that, giving money to Sridhar Maharaj, and then he would ask for accounting. Hmm? And then the accounting became like they were. It was like it was like you know, this is Krishna's money. We're giving it over here to somebody else. It's not one of us. So we've got to be careful. He's one of the God brothers. So we got to be careful he doesn't misspend it. You know. In Maya, so that they, they, they were like they were like this is how they were were and the accounting was just like getting ridiculous and Sridhar said, you know enough is enough. Swami Maharaj wanted, I've been told by you, to give me the money to finish the moth, but if you have to nitpick me like this, keep the money, okay. And he refused to take the money, and of course the moth got built by other disciples of Prabhupada. Who were under his shelter and and respecting him for who he was, which is why I probably wanted <laughs> to do that service to him. So the service got done through others, but those who um, couldn't recognize his spirituality and follow the train of Prabhupada's thoughts, then they they only occur incurred o- offense. Hmm? So it, money, it's a it's a Contentious thing. How did we get there about that? Anyway, uh, it's, the uh, it's the domain of Radha. Yeah, it came after, but but anyway, uh, it's the world. You know, the money is the world, isn't it? I mean, that's what everybody's voting on. <laughs> you know, if I can have less taxes and have more money, if I'm going to get free college, you know, <laughs> everything's moving uh, for the most part uh, on that. Money, money, hmm. makes the world money. What does Prahlad say? Money is the honey, he says, in Bhagavatam. Hmm. So, this, from from a deep spiritual perspective, you can see it. This is this is a manifestation. This is we call it Lakshmi. Hmm. If this can be harnessed, seen in the right light, then you can act completely like a materialist. With money, want more of it, and never have enough, and worry about it, and so forth, and it be, and will you be because you're worrying for Radha and Krishna's care, and expanding their mission, and so on and so forth, be very absorbing, and be very spiritual. But people may think 
he's a little he's a little too interested in money over there. Or she's a little, you know, supposed to be a sannyasi. You know, I don't know about that. Uh, suppose sannyasis aren't supposed to have any money. You know? hmm? So it's it's so to see the whole world. Hmm? You understand? As I'm speaking about it. Therefore, Vaishnavera Kriyamudra Bhignina Bhujai. It's difficult to understand the actions of a Vaishnav because the motivations, what's, what, what, what way they're seeing everything. It's not about running away from the world. It's about stepping back from it enough to see that nothing belongs to me and to whom it does belong and step back in hmm? and then utilize everything in, in, in Krishna's service. So to be in the world and not of the world, so to speak, right? It's, it's, it's quite a, what it means to be a sadhu. It's not just some book thing and you memorize, you know, and he's got stars on that dress and you got this many bangles and, and, uh, and, and if you see the language, the poetry, the Goswamis, so many details are changed to serve, try to bring out the bhava, vatsalya, sakya, madhurya. Hmm? And if this can come within us, these are the forces, as I say, that the, the world is, is moving under, hmm? to center them properly. So that, you know, everything's... Krishna's all-pervading. Yep. And all attractive. If he's all attractive, he has to be all pervading. He's attractive in all ways, in all places, at all times. It's all attractive. It's a question of seeing everything in relation to him. Yes. Um, you said that all the different avatars of Krishna have a particular sentiment or bhava emotion. Mm-hmm. Sort of Paramatma is that emotion be compassion? Well, Paramatma is the object of Shantarasa, the object of love for Shantarasa in the optimum. Hmm? He's uh, the more more compassionate uh, manifestation of of, of of the Godhead, um, giving his given his kind of proximity to the world, and the world is said to be manifest to give the jivas a form so that they can do bhakti, hmm? and and meet their maker, so to speak. So, um, in that sense. He is the compassionate form of the God, but he's but in the optimum, the higher end, hmm, he is the object of Shantarasa, the Paramatma. Hmm. So he corresponds with the with the emotional reality of Shantarasa, which is, you know, it's kind of a passive adoration of God. He corresponds with the feelings of passive adoration. So passive adoration has a, just a, oh, it is a touch of positivity to it. Well, it's a fair amount. Uh, the Christians, it's like an idea of the 
Well, in Catholicism, uh, they use the term the beatific vision. So I always thought of it like Shantarasa, because in Shantarasa, the 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 Shantarasa Bhakta doesn't have interest in the qualities and the leelas of the Godhead, only in the form. Hmm? And in Paramatma, you know, what are the leelas? I mean. Uh, I mean, you can say ultimately, Narayan is the Paramatma, Mahavishnu is coming out of him, and and so forth. But there's Dasyaras also in Vaikuntha, so hmm? so he serves that purpose as as Narayan, but kind of as the world soul, the indwelling hmm? um, guide, and so forth of meditation. This inward, he's the object then of Shantarasa, so he corresponds with that spiritual, emotional reality. And it's a big thing. I mean, we we tend to play it down in relation to Dasya and Sakya, Vatsali and Madhurya, especially the Dasya, etc., of of the Braj, and so forth. But it's a big thing. I mean, it's it's nothing like impersonal Brahman. Um, It's Rasa, so... That's the, the reality, the, the spirit, emotional reality that he corresponds with. Hmm? All right, what is the time? Eight. Eight. Hmm? 108. I mean, 801. So we started them, what, at seven, right? Yeah, okay, so thank you for the question. She should go around a mother, Jaya.